Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, Ever Wonder Why? Today's sermon is entitled, Why Can't I Stop? We're going to learn that you're focusing on the poison of religion and forgetting the power of grace. So today, sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. I'm excited to dive into this today. We're going to be continuing our series, Ever Wondered Why? Ever Wonder Why? I got the notice when I was going back to the podcast. I was like, you ever wondered, wondered why? Have you ever wondered why? Have you ever wondered why? <laughs> Have you ever wondered? And I'm going back through all these, and I QC our, our uh, podcast, and I listen to them. We upload them, and, and so I get to listen to myself talk over and over and over and over. And then on the certain uh, podcasting app I listen to, it goes back into repeat mode, and so it starts all back over, back from the first ones we uploaded. Man, we sound so much better than we did when we first started doing them. what y'all know. But have you ever wondered why? And we've asked some difficult questions during this series, and we got a few more weeks that we're going to be asking some questions. But today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about why can't I stop? Why can't I stop? It's today's, today's sermon is titled, Why Can't I Stop? You ever had a bad habit you tried to break? You may have never had a bad habit. You may, you may, you may don't have to raise your hands. I know I have. <laughs> I'm like, man, I just want to come in. And I just want to do nothing when I get home from work. I'll take my clothes off. I'm going to put some ball shorts on. I want to play Nintendo. I don't do nothing. Dishes are full. <laughs> I need to load dishwasher. I probably need to help cook if it ain't done. Or I ain't. Bad habits. Bad habits. Anybody want to share a bad habit they got? Anybody right here real quick? Not something bad, terrible. Quit smoking you. Amen. You did or you did or you're trying? Oh, look at that. So smoking is a bad habit. And, man, that's awesome. And congratulations. We're praying for you because I know that's something that's tough. And that's, that's a bad habit that people have. You listen, y'all know what my bad habit is? And this is just true. I have a heavy right foot. A heavy one. And you know, wants to know me, and you've know, heard me talk. Is I have a bad problem with speeding. I can, I, I get to going, and, and 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 I'll be driving, and and man, I'll be just, I mean, I'll be passing people, and I'm just cruising right along. I look down, I'm doing ninety. I'm like, oh, stop. where's the popo? Don't don't come get me. I can't. I got to slow down. So a lot of times I use cruise control, but I got a bad habit. I'll be speeding and won't realize it, and that's a bad habit to break. I've had a few tickets, and you would think after the last one I got, I would alert and hey, I probably don't need to be speeding. And uh, it was a bad one. It was a, it was a terrible one, and I didn't realize I was how fast I was going. And whew, I had the lawyer up. He he helped me out, and I paid for it. <laughs> it was so bad. But you know what happened the next time after he got up behind me and I kept going down the road? You know what I was stupid enough to do? I kept speeding again. <laughs> but it's a bad habit. I can't seem to break it. Smoking's a bad habit. I can't seem to break it. Maybe, maybe today you've even prayed, God, I, I, if you'll just take this away from me, I promise you I won't never do it again. I won't never touch it again. I won't, I'll, 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 I won't go over speed. I'll do what it's posted, God. God, if you'll just help me break this habit, I can't be getting no more tickets. My insurance is going to go up the next time. They're going to make me take my driver's test. They're going to take my life. God, I promise I won't do it again. Anybody, anybody pray this prayer or is it just me? 
He might. You could be dealing with it. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> but 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 I, I I just tell you, man. It is sometimes it's, I'm like God. You just if you just take this away from me. Y'all know what another big problem I have, and maybe you struggle with this one too. I have a bad habit of eating. Oh, Pastor Mike, you got to eat. Well, my problem is I eat too much. And I like, I mean, I like to eat. I like to get over there to the buffet and, and I like going to get the mac and cheese and I like getting the steaks. And I really like going to uh, Golden Corral and they got the steak night, they got the shrimp, they got the pasta, man, they got it all. And I'd be okay if I just went once and went through the line once, but I go back over and over and I'm like, God, will you just let me just stop? Will you just let me lose this weight? Because I can't lose this weight, God. I promise I won't go back to Golden Crown if you just tell me, get rid of this pain. Maybe we've even prayed about losing our temper. God, help me stop cussing. Maybe, you know, maybe you're on your way to church this morning and somebody cuts you off and you're like, and said some cuss words. Maybe you've lost your temper. I know there's been times when I've been driving that I've lost my temper a few times, more than once. Man, I feel guilty sometimes. Because I'm scrolling through the social medias constantly, all day and every day. And it's a bad habit to break. Now, social media is a great thing, but it's a bad habit when we sit down and we, we plug our passwords in on our phone or, or, we, or we put our fingerprint on there and it unlocks our phone and the first thing we'll do because our minds are programmed, we'll click the social media button. I can't tell you how many times that I've opened up my phone the first thing I do is go to Facebook. Or I'll go to Instagram or I'll go to TikTok. We were talking uh, just a little bit ago. Was, hey, I meant to go to look at that. And every time I went to look at it, I got distracted by something else. Because my mind is programmed to go to TikTok. My mind's programmed to go to social media, Facebook, Instagram. The ones I don't know about anymore. And if you're like me, you're, oftentimes you want to eat the half of the refrigerator. Every time you walk in there. These are bad things. Why can't I stop doing these things? Why can't I stop? Why won't it change? I won't change. I've asked God to change, but it won't change. Why can't I stop? That's the answer. The question we're going to answer today is why can't I stop? Why can't I stop? Now, I want to apologize for everything for you guys. This message might be incomplete just for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, half the reasons is, is I'm dysfunctional, but <laughs> I ain't changed things. There's multiple factors working against you. You may ever had that issue too. You try to start something, and all of a sudden, you get halfway through with it, and something just, <laughs> I probably could quit doing that. But life happens. And there's reasons that they're out of our control that take place. But I've got to give you guys some things here that we're going to look at. You've got to have practical emotions. Be practical in things that we do. Practical emotion, relationship, and physical. Or physical heart and spiritual. And so, so you listen, listen, listen. We've got to be practical. We know when we eat bad food, right? It's probably not good for us. So I went to a lady yesterday at work. I was like, hey, I have heartburn constantly. I was like, hey, what, you know, since you're in doctor school and all this good stuff, I, I be, I'll take Prilosec and I'll take it like it says for 14 days and I've taken it for 21 days and I still have heartburn and it's not working. I take Tums. I'm like, what do I need to do? She said, probably quit eating things you eat. 
And I was like, well, what do you mean? She comes, she comes I don't know if y'all know this about me or not, but I like hot stuff. I like spicy stuff. And in my house and in our bedroom, I got this bookshelf, and on this bookshelf, I have hot sauces that'll probably kill most of us. <laughs> and it's very, very hot. They're very, very spicy. And she said, you probably need to cut out some of these things in their diet. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. That's probably why I got some heartburn, because I'm eating this spicy stuff. I got to be practical about it. And, and so I, I know if I don't set an alarm, I'm going to be late, right? Why can't I stop being late for work? Well, maybe I need to set my alarm clock back 30 minutes. Why can't I stop eating so much? Well, when you go shopping, only get just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so, so let's look at our spiritual life here. We're trying to meet our spiritual needs with something besides God. We're trying to fill our lives with things other than God. A lot of times we make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. You, you ever been, you know, you looked at yourself, you looked at yourself in the mirror, man, I look bad. I look rough. I look bad this morning. I need to do something about my life. And then we start filling those gaps and those things in our life with things that shouldn't be there. We got to show you something. I love my little heart here, my little piece here, my little puzzle heart. And what happens is, we've done a whole series on this. But what happens is, is when our heart and our life starts getting moved around and broken and hurt and we're reaching out to God and we're like, God, I need you to fill my life up. I need you to touch my life. I need you to touch my heart. But well, we start filling things in our life with the wrong stuff. Maybe we're putting the wrong music in our life. Maybe, maybe instead of when we're angry at somebody, instead of putting on the death metal, maybe we need to put on that worship song and say, God, I love you. In the presence of my enemies, fight my battles. I can do it again. But no, we want to. I really rip their heads off. I am gonna beat them down. But we're trying to fill our life and our voids in our life with things that aren't spiritual with God. We've tried to fill these gaps up that aren't pleasing with Him, and we start focusing on things that. We're trying to change ourselves. Now, I told you guys when we was doing this and, 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 and we had this puzzle here and, and, and we were trying to put it together throughout the, that, that series we did and, and we were putting it up and, and we were putting the pieces in there. I can put these pieces in here all different ways. It may look right. It may feel right. You may ever work the puzzle and you're like, hey, this piece goes here. I know it. It fits right in there. But you're looking at the picture and you're like, man, it's dysfunctional. It doesn't go there. And it's what we do oftentimes is we try to fill things up. And we try to fill it up. It feels good. It feels right. But it's not what God has intended for us. We have to focus on the spiritual element of change. If we want change in our life, we need to have the spiritual element in our life. We have to have that part and that piece to fill our gap from God. We have to have it. We can't fill it with things that aren't pleasing and right to him. So for many of us, we try to reason things why we can't change. We try to give reasoning why we can't change things in our life. Well, I can't change things in my life because I've always been big. I've always been fat, so I know i got to keep this figure up. I'm not going to look good skinny, so I'm going to have to stay eating the way that I'm eating. I'm going to have to continue down the lifestyle that I'm on because I don't look good when I'm skinny. 
I try to rationale. Well, now I'm trying to rationale. Well, I want to fit in with this group of people, so I have to do the things that they're doing. I have to fill these gaps with the things that they're filling it with to make me look good and make me feel better. I try to reason with them, and I try to make up all the excuses I can to rationalize the reasoning why I'm doing it and why I don't want to change. See, you're focused on the prison of religion and forgetting the power of grace. You're focused on the prison of, reason, of religion and forgetting the power of grace. Some of y'all like the prison of religion. What is that? <laughs> I'm not really talking about religion at all here. I'm not talking about church people. What is a religion? A religion is something that you just believe in. Something that, that, I mean, you can make a religion out of anything. Well, I'm going to make a religion out of this tree back here. I like trees. I'm going to use a tree. And a See, the poison of religion. Well, I don't like these people because they go to that church. I don't like these people because they go to that church. I don't like your church because you're non-denomination. You didn't have his fancy title on there. Uh, you, you ain't Southern Baptist. You ain't Baptist. You ain't Church of God. You ain't Pastor Pitt, whoever else they are. Well, Pastor Michael, what is religion? Religion is our attempt to earn God's approval by following all the rules. Religion is our attempt to earn God's approval by following all the rules. Listen, people want to make up rules that ain't even in the Bible. It's crazy stuff. I've heard all kinds of things throughout our ministry and, and throughout the course of, of studying the Bible and, and hearing people talk in different churches and different denominations. You can do this, you can't do that. You got to wear this certain thing. You got to drive a certain amount of car. Or you got to have this amount of money. Then they say, none of that in the Bible. Trying to please God without God. You ever tried to please God without pleasing God? Without him even being there? Anybody? See, we make up rules in religion that aren't right, that are man-made things that don't even make any sense. I could list y'all off a bunch of them, but y'all already know, know what they are from previous places y'all been to. But see, it's all about grace. See, everybody's focused on religion. Oh, well, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't wear this, you can't be like that. But they forget about the amazing grace. Well, you can't come to my church because you used to smoke. Or you can't come to my church because you smoked. This is a church I've been to in the past, and I've been there, and then people were out there smoking. They said, you can't come here because you're smoking. But we're saved by grace. Let me explain something to you guys. When we make a mistake and, and, and we do something, there's oftentimes we can't reverse those effects without God. And sometimes when we do something, and I'm going to use smoke. Can I talk about you for a minute? Is that okay? I'm going to talk about smoking. If you smoke, it's between you and God, and I ain't going to downplay it because I know it's a hard addiction to break. And all things that are possible through Christ, yes, they are. But I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes God won't break that curse from you because sometimes he allows it to take place. Not because he's mad at you. Not because he hates you. But sometimes we have to, when we make a mistake, we have to own the consequences behind it. Think about when you were a kid and you made a mistake. There was a consequence. We may not have liked it. We may not have understood it. But we had to serve those consequences. 
And so, and so, but thank God there's grace. Thank God that the only approval that we need is from the most high, the most powerful God. And his name is Jesus. And he loves us and he wraps us loving his arms around us when we make a mistake. And he's there and he'll hold us tight. See, 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 see. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Uh, um, Titus 2 and 11. For the grace of God has appeared appeared to offer salvation to all people. And that ought to make you all so excited. When we make a mistake and we mess up, God's there and he loves us. And it's for all people. It wasn't just for you or you or you, 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 and everybody in here and everybody on online campus podcast later on. It's salvation was offered to all people. All people. So what is grace? What is grace? God shows favor. He shows his power. He shows his strength. And he's always a gift that we can't earn. It's not a gift that we can earn. We don't deserve it. But did you know we were all saved by grace? When Jesus went to the cross, we didn't deserve it. I mean, I know things that I've done in my life that Jesus died on the cross for me. He took that beating for me and he died for me. He, he didn't deserve to die for me. For the things that I've done in my life, he didn't deserve those things. He got tortured and beat and it was unrecognizable. And I still make mistakes and I still said, uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to you know, continue to go to church. I'm going to go do my own thing because it makes me feel good. But I was saved by grace. He loved me enough that even though in my mistakes he was still going to go to the cross. He was still going to take the beating. He was still going to take the sacrifice and he was still going to go there because he loved me and he loved you. He knew we were going to mess up. Guess what? Let me give you all some insight. If you all didn't know this, we've been messing up since the beginning. Since the beginning we've been messed up. So for many Christians, we're saved by grace. <laughs> now let's own. I'm like, I'm excited. <laughs> now that I've got it, I got to try hard each and every day. I want you guys to know that my every desire is Christ. This is what medic stands for. My M-E-D-I-C, my every desire is Christ. Every day we need a desire after him. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to go down the road. We're going to speed. And sometimes we're going to get caught speeding and we're going to get consequences. But God still loves you. God still loves me. He still loves our online campus. He loves our podcast listeners. He loves us all because of the grace. But Pastor Michael, I'm trying to follow all the rules. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying not to get mad. I'm trying not to lust. See, the grace that saved you is also the grace that, sat, that uh, sustains you. The grace that saved you is also the grace that sustains you. Man, that ought to be good to know that, that hey, when it's here, it wraps it, it's all the way around me. It saturates me. It's going to cover me. Let's look at this. For the grace of God has appeared to offer salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodly and unworldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly, and godly lives in this present age. See, y'all check this out. It teaches us in the Bible to say no to the things of this world. Let's just face it. We know when we're about to do something wrong, and especially us adults here. Maybe you teenagers ain't quite figured it out yet. 
Maybe some of you don't still ain't figured it out yet. But right here is teaching us to say no to the, the worldly things that are out there. I know by pretty much a preview that comes on the TV, an advertisement of a new movie that's coming out, I pretty much from that preview know whether I need to go see it or not. Sometimes I feel like I need to go take a bath after I've seen the preview on the TV. I know whether I should be listening to these worldly things out there. It teaches us to deny the worldly passions of this world with the worldly things that are taking place. Well, don't go with the in crowd. Don't just go with the flow. Hey, well, Trina and Sally Sue and Billy Bob and, and Daniel, they're all doing it. They're all over there. They're doing it. I, it's, if it's okay for them to do it over there, why can't we do it? Because the Bible teaches us to deny the worldly things and the passion that are in it. It teaches us to live self-controlled, upright, and, and live a godly life. Because if we have my every desire is Christ, if we're desiring after God every single day, we won't desire the things of this world. Pastor Michael, it makes me feel good. It feels good when I'm doing these things. It makes me feel good on the inside. The Bible's teaching us the way we should live. It's the grace of God that's within it. It's the grace that we have knowing that God's going to be there even when we stumble and when we fall. I constantly tell you guys, don't just go out and freely sin. Don't do that. Don't freely sin. Don't take the chance because the chance you're taking may be the very last chance that you get. I make it go out here and I make it take that drink and I make it get drunk and I can also get in my car. I can get in a friend's car and be in a terrible accident. Things can happen in a matter of seconds. Don't chance it. Don't chance it because God gives us the ability and he's teaching us right here in God's word that he's saved by grace. Don't chance it. The grace that saves us also sustains us. Don't focus on the passion of religion. Don't forget the power of his grace. So how does God's grace change us? How does God's grace change us? The focus on religion is outward. Stop yelling at kids. Stop smoking. Stop drinking. Stop having these addictions. Quit yelling at them. It don't do no good. Don't do no good. I can sit here all day. Me and Tyson had this conversation more than once. <laughs> we can sit here all day and we can yell at our kids, but it does no good. Because guess what they're doing? They're ignoring you. Imagine when you were kids and your parents yelled at you, what would you do? <laughs> Amen, preacher. You're preaching God's word here. See, but see, we got to stop. We need to start teaching, teaching our kids. Now, my kids, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm honest with my kids up to a certain extent. I'll never lie to them, but I'm I'm also not gonna go into graphic details about certain things that they don't need to bow up to a little bit older. Y'all can connect those dots. Where the babies come from, I'm you to an extent, but you know what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> We need to start teaching our kids. We need to start having Bible studies with our kids. We need to start teaching our kids the words of God because if we teach them and we teach them exactly what the, what the Bible tells us, then guess what? Then they're going to know to say no to the ungodliness in this world and deny the worldly passions. Today, I want to encourage you all to start a Bible devotion with your kids and your family. Because guess what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to start one with my kids and my family. My kids go to a Christian school and, and bless their hearts. Sometimes I'm like, man, you learned that? That's so cool. And then she's like telling me stuff. I'm like, I don't even know that. Hang on, let me get my note and me on a piece of paper. But we got to teach our kids. If you want your kids to stop doing certain things and that they're doing, start showing what God's word says. Because the reality is, I get you for one hour a week. And you get to hear me yak for about 35 minutes. It's about what you get from me. Your kids' class gets about 20 minutes each week. You guys are with your kids seven days a week. You're with your family seven days a week. Take time and have God in the presence of your home. I don't lost where I was at. Uh, Matthew 25, uh, excuse me, Matthew 23, 25 through 26. It's uh, whom do you teach? Teacher of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrite. You clean the outside of the cup and the dishes, but the inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Holy, snikes anybody. I tell you what, if you come to my house, you just clean the outside of the cup. You don't clean the inside. I'm going to be very upset, but that's what they were talking about here. You're cleaning the outside, but you're not cleaning the inside. I can look the part. I can look like I'm a Christian. I can be up here, and I can make it. Man, I can be like I got it all going on. I'm pretty. I look good. I got the sparkles. I got the look. I look like a peep. I feel like a peep, but let's just face it. This ain't a peep. He don't have the good stuff on the inside. He don't have the feeling that he needs on the inside. But he looks the part. He looks like a peep. He looks like I could eat him. He looks like I mean I could gain 15 pounds if he was all marshmallowed up. But guess what? This isn't a peep. And that's what we're doing in our lives. We're doing in our lives is, is we're cleaning the outside to make it look good, but we're forgetting about the inside. See, when we come to the house of God, first clean the inside of the cup. Uh, first clean the inside of the cup and the dishes. And then the outside will also be clean. That was in Matthew 23 and 26. Clean the outside, or clean the inside first, and then the outside will be clean too. The power of grace is on the inside. When we pray and we seek after God, that power, and I tell you, we believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of prayer because I want what's inside of me to come out. Because I know the power that it withholds. I pray uh, that God. That I pray that from Him, talking about God here, graciously, the ultimate source resources He will empower you with the inner strength through the Holy Spirit. Ephesians three and sixteen. I got a lot. I got to hurry up. I pray that God give me His strength, give me His Spirit, give me the power that He has within us. I don't have any special powers, but the God that flows through me can touch anybody and do anything. That's when I tell you we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the power of prayer because it's God through us. Ooh, I done lost the See, see, see. I'm going to give you an example. And I, I know I kid around about this, and I know we kind of joked about it, but I love to eat, and I love it, and I love it, and, man, I love food. And I will try any type of food at least once. I don't like certain things, but I will eat at least once. I'll try it once. But for years, for years, I could shove my face full of plenty of food. I could probably go out here here for lunch and I could sit down in a buffet and I could just eat and eat and I could eat some more. And you're going to notice something on the outside. I'm going <laughs> to be big. 
And on the inside, y'all don't know what's going on. The damages that it's causing. The unknown issues that we may have. Yeah, it feels good to eat those foods and it makes me feel great. But what's happening on the inside? And, and so when we take and, and, and we try and, and we actually do a good diet and, and I've done diets, and man, it feels good. When I'm eating good and I'm eating healthy, man, it feels great. I have more energy. I feel good about myself. And then the outward start, portion of my body starts to take different shape. And it starts to be moved and it starts to be changed. It's the same way with God. When we start entering God's presence and we start allowing God through our hearts and we start reading our Bibles and we start praying every day and we start seeking after him and we start having Bible studies put inside our homes, what starts changing on the inside will start coming out on the outside. I'm going to give you an example. When you start living your life the way it should be, people are going to notice something about you. They're going to want to know what is inside of you. What's taking place inside of you? And I've had it to happen. But God, why can't I stop? Why can't I stop stress eating? Why can't I stop scrolling through social media? Why can't I stop looking at the pornographic stuff on the TV? Why can't I stop looking and, and, and lusting after those at the gym? God, God, why can't I stop? Why can't I stop doing these things? Because we need to change our insides so our outsides can be changed. I'm going to close with this. And oftentimes, deep down, we feel like we're losing all control. We feel alone. We feel depressed. We live, feel left out. We feel empty. Anxiety builds up. Anger starts to take place. And we start giving reasons why we're doing what we're doing. And we kind of give out there and we're saying, okay, God, this is why I'm doing it. And we start trying to rationale the reasonings. And we're just putting back and we're just saying, hey, the problems will just go away. I'm just hoping they're just going to get rid of I'm just hoping they're just going to disappear. I'm just hoping that, that maybe if I give it long enough, it will just go away. I've been trying to do that for years with my diet. Hey, maybe if I just put it off long enough, it'll just, I'll just be normal. That's funny. Yeah, it's funny. But it's reality. We put things off. See, we're trying to meet a need or relief or relieve a hurt with something besides God's grace. See, we're trying to meet a need or relief a hurt with something besides God's grace. I've been hurt countless times. I've been hurt countless times by church people to the point where I said, you know what? I hope that bad things come upon them and I hope they just pretty much will die. And I wanted to give up on God and I wanted to say, hey, you know what? I'm just done with religion altogether. I'm done with the church. I don't care if that's how people are going to be to us and treat others. I don't want to be a part of it. And I was hoping that the problem was going to go away, but guess what? Things in our life got worse. Things that, that we once were happy about, we didn't care about. We were sad. Or we had anger towards listen, when I stop focusing on the poison of religion I started forgetting the power of God's grace and I had to learn that hey, you may have done me wrong you may have treated me bad, but I've had to say God, I forgive them God, use me to be a vessel to know, not, know how not to treat others 
But where sin increases, grace increases all the more. This is biblical from Romans 5 and 20 in the latter part. But where sin increases, grace increases all the more. See, when you're facing a battle, when you're facing things in your life, guess what? I got good news. I got good news. The grace of God is bigger. There's more of His grace. There's more of His love than there is of sin, depression, anxiety, things that you may be dealing with. There's more of God. See, grace is that that saves you. Grace is that that sustains you. Grace doesn't just forgive your sins. Grace frees you from your sins. And today, if you want freedom today, all you have to do is give it to God and know that God's grace is much bigger than the battles you're facing. And I truly believe that today. Don't let past situations stop you from the grace of God. Don't let past situations and past problems stop you from the presence of God. Because guess what? I told you guys this last week or the week before. The people that you're upset and you're mad about are at home sleeping at night. And guess what? You may be missing out on your blessing. You may be missing out on that grace. You want freedom in your life. Sometimes we got to forget and give it to God and move on. And today, I'm praying for freedom for each and every one of you. If you will, if you can, if you'll please stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for this message this morning, God. God, we may not understand the battles that we're facing. We may not understand the past hurt, God. God, we may be focused and holding on to those past things. But today, God, let's don't focus on those past issues, those past mistakes, those past hurts, God. Because when we're focused on those things, we forget about your love and your grace. God, just this morning, right where we're at, where everybody's in here today, God, God, show everybody and reveal yourself and reveal that grace to them in this very moment. God, set people free. Our online listeners, our podcast listeners, everybody here, God, everybody that's hearing my voice, God, right now, set people free. God, we don't have special powers, but God, the power through us or through you is coming through us, God. Lord, we just pray that you will bless each and every one to set people free today, God. God, and help us to quit filling our lives in these voids with the wrong pieces. And if you don't know who Jesus is, you want to make a decision for Christ, all you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. God, help me not to feel the brokenness and the gaps with anything other than you. And when it gets hard, remind me that you still love me and that grace surrounds me and sustains me, God. I thank you and praise you. In my name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.